But we back, folks. Nick and 30, y'all know what time it is. Dope the Phenom, aka Trippy OG. And just as promised, it's Sunday. It may be raining down here, finally, because this heat wave has been crazy. Melting my face off, sweating all crazy. I don't like it. And I ain't even play no ball. Like, it don't make no sense. But like I said, as promised, here's the recap of the Pistons game. Also with the Cavs game that we just had last night. And both games were extremely amazing. We're going to start it off right now, going into the Piston game. Like I said... We had Cade Canem. We had the number one pick. We had to go against that man. And that man was electrifying. And you can all see why he went number one. He hit like six or seven threes. But, but, but. I keep saying but for a reason. It was too many open shots. He probably had two or three most tops that were defended to where he really had to make that shot. I mean, great defense, he just had better offense. But I'm not knocking his game. That guy, K. Canem, is going to be something special. But he's still not going not going to parlay with my Knicks. Because at the end of the day, if you look at the Pistons squad that they have for Summer League, at least three or four of their starters is already on that team. So that means where your bench at? Yeah, y'all not, not messing with us. So we're not worried about y'all. Y'all going to be good later on in life. Just right now, y'all not, not messing with us. But besides that, on our end, you know how the Knicks do. We had a bad outing that night from IQ and from Deuce. After all the praise I gave him that night, now I'm not sitting there saying that, oh, trade him like how most fans do. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, we need to go ahead and we need to rethink about this. Maybe we should put him in a trade package. Maybe we should send him to the G League. No, it was just one bad night. It was just one bad night. They, it's like we, they couldn't hit anything anything at all no buckets dropping nothing was going nothing was falling poor transition poor poor switching on defense and this guy Travis that's on our team like this guy Travis for real for real yeah he he has to do way better man has to do way 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 better on all accounts because he looked lost out there he looked very 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 lost out there and it just doesn't make any kind of sense so we all know what's gonna happen with him when you get to that but it is what it is other than that you had a great outing from of course Obi. he's still on his tear he's still doing what he has to do he dropped 31 points that night i had to take a pause real quick Obi toppin dropped a 30 piece in that pistons game his stats alone was 31 points, 9 rebounds, 2 of 5 from 3, 13 to 20 from the free, like 13 to 20 field goal range, period. Not a bad outing. Still doing what he had to do. Still turning up. Yet again, like I said, on the whole aspect of the Knicks team, everybody just was, you know, having a bad moment. But Obi. And of course, just like I was saying, he's finally getting the tools to his repertoire. And this was the first game that you actually seen him start to actually get it together. And shout outs to Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes finally showed out this game. Even though it was a loss, he finally showed out. 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 of 6 from the 3, 6 of 10 field goal range. Shooting 60% from the field. 
50% from three. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. He was more aggressive. He was more getting in his bag. And then the thing that was more so crazy about the whole aspect of the game is not even those two really just, you know, trying to put the team on their back. Let's talk about the ridiculous run we had because we were down by a lot. I want to say at one point we wanted we had to be down at least by 13 to 14 points at one time. And then the fourth quarter came and we just started going crazy. Had we not made some care, uh, careless rookie mistakes that were going on in that fourth quarter, we honestly could have came out with that win. Like you had a, a, a bad play by McBride where... The defender is basically catching the ball by the uh, the sideline and he's running up to go get to him. And instead of just, you know, letting him fall out, you know, he ran, he actually bumps into the guy. Boom, gets a uh, gets a foul. He goes to the line. That's one point to where we could have switched it. Then we started bouncing back again, getting back into it, hitting clutch buckets, playing great sound defense, getting back into the game. Then there's another situation where uh, I don't want to say it was McBride with him. At that one point, but there was a point where the Pistons had somebody over here on the right, on the right side of the court, by the uh, by the uh, out of bounds line, and they were he they the Knicks had him set for a trap, and when I say a trap, you had IQ the defender and the line. Now everybody knows when you have that baseline or you have that out of bounds line next to you, that is like a th that's like another defender with you. So instead of, and whoever else was helping IQ at that time, I can't remember that vividly right now. But at that point in time, when IQ had that, he should have cut off the baseline instead of giving him the baseline. When he would have cut it off, he would have automatically had to defer back to the help defender, which would have left him trapped because we also had another on-ball on -ball defender waiting for the guy that was actually trying to come come out of the uh the, come out of out of bounds inbound to at least help with the situation so it was a lot of key factors in that whole game that really just kept going up and down up and down but the fight to the end is what we love to see i keep preaching it time and time again that this tom to tom thibodeau whole defensive scheme and antics these young guys are really are really sitting here embracing it and saying you know what this is what coach wants. This is what was working for us last year. And honestly, this is what's going to work. We just need to go ahead and step up on our end. And I love it. I love the fact that IQ and Obi keep taking charge. And especially this tear that we see in Obi on. Tom, if you do not give this man some more minutes this season, you're bugging. Because if you don't want to give him more minutes, honestly, you need to let him go and get be somewhere where he can flourish. Because that man is showing out. So... Obviously, if he ain't get let go during the offseason, mind you, it's still an offseason. I'm not saying it like it's over. But if he ain't get let go by then, draft night, or even when you was re-signing people or signing new free agents, man, give that boy some more minutes. And obviously, you see the production he's giving you. Tom, Wild West, Scott Perry, they have been at every single game thus far. Thus far, they have been at every single game watching what these boys are doing, seeing that we have, honestly, they have seen from the, the, when it comes to the games that just played, meaning the first game to this Pistons game, they are seeing, honestly, that every rookie that they drafted were all steals in their own way. 
But not even that. Overall, on this team, I can admit that every one of these draft picks are steals. I've never seen it in my life where a Knicks organization actually drafted four picks and they all are steals. You got Sims to the point where he's playing so good and looks like a man amongst boys that if any one of these centers slip up, he's getting rotation minutes ASAP. McBride already came out the gate defender. Grom, same thing, defender. But now they are sitting there lighting it up. And don't worry, I'm going to get into why I'm saying that in a real, real, real quick second. On top of that, Rokas, when it came to this game, and this is why I waited till this time to bring up Rokas Jokubaita's name, because in this Piston game, he honestly was the reason why going it, going from the first and second quarter into the half, we were even somewhat still close. He was putting the team on his back. And I'm not talking about with point production. I'm talking about the way that he would sit there and, uh, would, would sit there and help with different uh, defensive situations, would help with on-ball defending, would help with traps, cut the passing lanes, make sure the picks was good, read the screens. All of those little minor things is what helped keep us in the game for even that short period of time when still it looked like we couldn't land a bucket for anything. We couldn't get a bucket for God knows save a life. But Rokas was turning up. And you had to love it. And like I said before, he loves that corner shot. That corner shot three is his go-to, and it's not bad. But also, the driving layup, and forgot, we got a whole team of lucky lefties. When I say he's going to be the young Dragic, he's going to be the young Dragic. Unfortunately, though, before we got into the Cavs game last night, he had to go back to Spain, folks. So, again, Rokas Jokobitis is no longer with the team. He went to return to Spain to play for Barcelona to turn up. I hope he has a great season, a great outing, and I hope to see him on this Knicks roster very, 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 very soon because he's a very promising young talent. Like I said, young Dragic, man, young Dragic. He's going to turn up. He's going to turn up. As of IQ, he tried to get back in his bag fourth quarter. You know, it, it was looking like he was about It was about to be IQ time. He's about to turn up. But then at that point, it was just like, okay, everything is just going in and out. You literally seen every shot rim in and out. Now, me as a fan, I don't know about y'all, but me as a fan, I was losing my marbles. I was getting pissed. I was like, bro, this basket don't like us. Let the shot fall already. Dang. It just didn't make any sense. It just didn't make any sense. But I can understand that. At the end of the day, we were falling back. Yes, we should have had that that fight in that long drive throughout the whole game instead of doing it in the fourth quarter where it seemed like it was probably too late. Excuse me. Where it seemed like it was probably too late. But just the fact of the aggressive the, the aggressive the aggressiveness, just the fact of this of the tenacity on the defensive end to sit there and be like, you know what? We may be down, but we're not going out with a fight. We are not about to either lose like this or we definitely gonna get this w so with that being said what more can we say you may have taken an l but none of these l's that we took were horrific except for the first game because why it makes sense first game a lot of jitters but now we are in our bags we are in our bags to the point where it's like bruh 
who's really stopping us when we get to the regular season? Because you have to think about it. When you're looking at these summer league games, we're looking at all of these players on how they're going to develop. Then we're looking at the current Knicks rosters and the changes we have made. And you can see that IQ and Obi are going to do well on the bench. Right? Even if they do get some starter minutes here and there, whenever, you know, situations happen like that. But with the with the back with the with the second unit lineup we have in Rose IQ, and you see the, the progression IQ is doing, he's averaging like twenty one point three points a game with eight to seven assists a game in summer league right now. So if you add in you got Rose, you add in IQ, then you got Burks there as well. With Obi playing the way he is now, getting that getting his confidence up. That, that that should be able to limit some minutes from Randall so that way Obi can get some more time. And then of course we bring it back Noel. We have a we have we basically got two starting lineups. And then on top of that, adding in the key guys with the rookies, because the way these guys are playing, there's no way in the hell that Tom doesn't at least go to twelve deep in this rotation. There's no way. There's no way he doesn't. Now I'm only saying twelve deep because Hey, you claim you wanted these two rookies so much. And yes, I know every pot, it probably gets redundant. Yo, you keep saying that. But it's the facts. Tom, if you wanted these rookies so badly and you've been at every game, you've seen the production they're doing, obviously you're figuring out different models and different schemes. Put these two boys in the rotation and let McBride and Grimes flourish and go ham. Shoot, even if you want, you could put Sims in that rotation. Run it 13 deep, honestly. But... We all know Tom. He has his ways. He's stuck in his moments. But the only reason why I feel like it would be different because the first time in Nick's history and in Tom's history, he's he's never had a team this deep before, period. If you look at the Bulls, if you look at the Timberwolves, when did he ever have a team this deep to his liking? Not nah, never. I bet you can't name. After you go through every team that I just said besides us, the Bulls and the Timberwolves. Once you say they start in five and maybe they six man and maybe the, the seventh and eighth guy, who else they got? Who else was really important? Who else was really putting in pain? Who else really stood their ground? I'm going to give you a moment of silence real quick to think about that. You figured it out yet? Nope. Need some more time? All right, go ahead. As I thought, you're not going to see no other team as deep as this one that Tom has ever had. So it's a blessing in disguise. And I feel like he needs to utilize it while he can, because that would save a whole lot of trouble from Kimba and Rose knees. You get to sit there and still get Grimes in there to help out the whole two position. Then remember, we did add Bacon. So if you want to put Bacon in there, now you get to limit minute. You get to bring down some of RJ's minutes. So he's not playing hella minutes. Remember, RJ and Randall played were top five in minutes per game last season. And if you don't want to kill these guys' knees to where we have a bad postseason again, yo, you're going to have to run these rotations deep. You're going to definitely have to do that. Because my oh my, there's no reason you're going to tell me after watching these summer league as a fan that you don't feel Tom has the adequate uh, adequate pieces on his roster to make do what it do to run deeper than just 10-man rotation. There's, there's no way you're not telling me that. You understand? Now again, with that loss, 
with that loss to the Pistons, you know, the team the team got in their bag. You know how they do. So Quentin Grimes, he gets a call from uh, Allen Houston and Penny Hardaway, and they're like, look, man, we understand what's going on. You just got to shoot that thing. You know what I'm saying? You just got to – you a shooter. That's what shooters do. But at the end of the day, we still love the intangibles that he's doing, the little things that he's doing besides just scoring. So with this game, we've seen him starting to get the pieces to the puzzle. His shot's going in, and besides, his shot is beautiful. So his shot's starting to go in, it's falling. So, all right, he's starting to wake up. Yeah, like I said before, Deuce, he he fell back a little bit. A little, Nothing was really dropping for him. Same thing with IQ. Boom. So now we're going to get into last night's game, right? So with all that traction, you hear that, the little interview from Grimes, talking about how Allen Houston and Penny Hardaway called him up to give him a little tips and a little bit of advice. You understand? Now we're waiting for the Cavs game. Boom. We play the Cavs. And my, oh my. It was the rookies show out for real. When I say the rookies, like I said before, Rokas already went back to Spain. So he didn't he's not gonna play. He didn't play in this game last night. He's not gonna play in the next game on Monday. Ding ding ding. Breaking news for everybody that doesn't know. We have a consultation game. This Monday, 7 p.m. against who? The Hawks. So it's lit. We got the revenge game. We get to see McBride and Cooper go at it. We get to see Jalen Johnson and Grimes go at it. So that's going to be a matchup made in heaven because I call it the revenge game. No matter what, they took us out in the first round. So any opportunity we get to face the Hawks, it's always going to be a revenge game. And I like that little beef right now. You understand? I like that. I like that. Like that momentum going into the season. That little rivalry. So it's great. You know what I'm saying? With New York being great, rivalries get to happen again, and we get to see, uh, we get to see prime plus basketball. And what's wrong with that? Nothing at all. So again, with Rokas being out, IQ he was out because he had a sore grind. So like everybody says, he had the Frank Nilakina. <laughs> no 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 shade to him but yo frank you always had a groin injury man you you need to go check that out bro for real for real so iq had a sore uh sore groin injury he didn't play last night everybody knows luca is still out with the foot he didn't play we got sims back and that's another thing too that i didn't touch on that i almost forgot in the pistons games in the pistons games in the piston game sims and i'm talking about jump man sims Sims didn't play that game and obviously just like when you want to refer to the postseason that we had last year with us without us having Mitch this was one of those games where you see it like okay I can tell that we needed Sims and automatically with us needing Sims like that I don't care what anybody say his draft stock just I mean his draft stock and his value just went up even more I mean yes he's already drafted but his trade value, his stock alone when it comes to who who is this kid, especially going at 58, just went through the roof because we honestly needed him. We really needed him. Had he been there, it would have been a total different story. With him being there, and plus, if at least our shot started dropping, we'd have been okay. We would have never lost. We would have been what? Well, we're 3-2 and two now because we did beat the Cavs last night. So we would have been 4-1. and one. Not bad at all. But it is what it is. So we got Sims back in this Cavs game. So I like like I said, with IQ being out, now you get to see McBride run the show as the point guard. Boom. 
All I'm going to say is this, and we're going to keep it short. I'm not even going to give you a full rundown of the game like that. I'm lying. You know I am. But when we get down to it, McBride and Grimes, they are now called the Splash Brothers of the East because I swear these boys could not miss at one point. It was three after three. It was like, okay, Grimes, you got a three? I bet. I'm going to shoot it next time. It was literally whoever made the three that last possession, the next one was coming right behind them to hit a three. It just didn't make any sense. But when I say it didn't make any sense, it's not a bad thing. It just didn't make sense to see that my Knicks had players like this, especially as rookies. Like, let me, let me go ahead and give you the stats of each player. So just so you can get a better understanding of what I'm saying and get the visual image, just in case you didn't get to see the game last night. McBride, 23 points, five assists, five three-pointers made. Perfect. Now, the way he's playing and the way he showed out with the other game before, when he had six threes made, six of six, I don't even care about the Marcus Smart or the Kyle Lowry comparisons anymore. He's looking like he could be the next Mike Conley if he keeps at it like this because Mike Conley is a great defender as well, but he shoots like the way McBride has been shooting in this summer league. Now that is something that's worth watching. A Mike Conley type, but you also can still get the Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry. Bro, that's a player right there, and of course... Just like the last pod's pod title was, Deuce is the future PG, he is the future PG. Because in this game, he looked better sounded as the PG than IQ. And it's not because IQ can't play PG. He's just more so of a score first person. So with that being said, I don't mind IQ and I swear I said IG like six times. So if I did, I apologize. I'm running through it. But with IQ, there's no reason for him to really be a point. He's great being that two guard, lighting it, lighting it up, being that Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford type of player. There's no problem with that. Honestly, every team in the NBA needs a person like that. So again, with these couple of showings of McBride, we have our guaranteed, finally, point guard of the future and with IQ, you now have the backcourt of the future as well, right? Now you got Grimes. Grimes drops 28 points, six rebounds, and he hits six threes. So after the 15-point performance the last game, this game, he turns it up an extra notch to the point where he almost had a 30-piece. And on top of that, let's not even forget that Obi himself had 21 Yo, it was a sight to see. But even though with all of those scoring aspects with McBride with the 23, Grimes with 28, Obi with 21, the main person that really took my eye out of all the rookies, because I expect those guys to do that. So out of everybody on this team that really gave us their all, I want to say shout outs to MJ Walker. Yes, he only had nine points. He was 3-3 three three from three-point, which his points came from. But at the end of the day, the way he played defense, the way he was locking people up, Tom and the Knicks organization, especially Leon Rose and Leon we trust, give MJ Walker that last two-way contract. I feel like him and Sims on them two-ways are great 
assets and great valuable pieces to this team that they will one day officially not be under two-way contracts and they will sit here and honestly be a part of the regular rotation and the regular roster now a lot of people say uh bro if he's on a two-way contract he is a part of the regular roster uh yeah but then no he's on the roster for about half the season then the other half he gotta go to the g league so yeah, we talking about full roster, you there all 82 games, you don't got to leave, you there. You get what I'm saying? So with MJ Walker, man, he he was, he was uh, all I can say is, man, he has to get that two-way for real. There's no way he doesn't get that. Because out of everybody else on his team, nobody else is doing anything. And it's sad to say, like, besides, besides our year two guys, our rookies, and now including MJ Walker... Everybody else is, like, just sitting there. Don't get me wrong. Amir Sims, he did drop a couple of threes as well, but it's like they're, they're they just not even trying to be in tune. You could tell by when they get back on defense. You got people walking up the, walking up the court. You got certain people not knowing where they need to be. It was certain times where we just look extremely lost on the defensive end, and it wasn't even because of the whole squad. It was just certain people not knowing where they needed to be. So... It's, it's nothing really too crazy, but other than that, without the year two guys, our rookies, and MJ Walker, we would have lost every game. We would have been losing every game right now. No, no, no cap. Because honestly, this this whole team is trash without them. And that's not even that's not even me being funny. Like y'all like y'all like Nick fans, but I'm a real Nick fan. Like I'm gonna call it how I see it. Man, them other dudes is trash, bro. Trash buckets. For real, for real. But we still pulled out this dub tonight. Well, last night. And it was still, it was it was bet. It was like a bet. And then on top of that, the way the rookies went, it was a match made in heaven with that. There's no way after yesterday's performance, especially with Tom in the building, there's no, no way that they didn't just solidify earning their spot to where they could be like, you know what? I might have to go 12 deep. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And I need people to just get it. And on top of that, the last thing I want to touch on before we go ahead and like try to chop everything up to sum it up to the end to get to the conclusion, Grimes. I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep shouting him out this episode because Grimes showed up and he showed us what we actually drafted him for at 25. Now a lot of people say, oh, he reminds me of the next Devin Booker. He reminds me of the next Jamal Murray. I even felt like right now his ceiling is Jamal Murray. But if he really gets into his bag the way he was playing last night, he can be the next Brandon Roy. And I'm not the only one, finally. For all those, everybody's in different kind of Knicks chats. I'm in the one, especially on Bleach Report. Shout out to them. You see a lot of comparisons now talking about Grimes may be the next Brandon Roy. And I'm glad that I have stated this for the long haul because a lot of people were looking at me like I was delusional. Like I didn't know what I was talking about. But I know basketball, folks. And I can see a killer when I see him. But he definitely is, when it comes to the Knicks, the next Allen Houston. Because, boy, honestly, when they, when you see the, the image... When the NY Post posted it up with Allen Houston, Grimes in the middle, and Penny Hardaway, they all look like they got the same shooting motion. It's just perfect. Too beautiful. Too plush. And it's like, come on. There's no reason why you would want to give up on this man. 
And again, if he can really tap into his bag of tricks and tap into his worth ethic to really get there, he can be the next Brandon Roy. And everybody knows, had he not been derailed by injuries, Brandon Roy would have been a problem in this game. Multi-time All-Star probably would have eventually won a chip somewhere in there. But it is what it is when it comes to that. Who knows what's up? But... I'm just hyped right now, y'all. Like, do y'all understand? We have rookies balling out. We got shooters. We got defenders. Like, we have, we have, we literally drafted players that know how to shoot and defend. It's still mind-blowing to me. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, nah, we ain't just do that. I'm dreaming. But we really did. We really did turn up. Now, we could really sit there and say we have a promising future. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into Monday night game. This is the last game of Summer League for us. And just like I said, it's the revenge game. Cooper and Jalen, Grimes and McBride, who's going to come out victorious. Cooper has been balling out. Jalen has been balling out. But we need to go ahead and put the Hawks in a turbine. We need to go ahead and put them in the blender, shuffle them down the drain, ship them back to ATL, and be like, is this your stuff? And throw it at the front door. Make them look like a bunch of mashed potatoes full of mesh. Just straight wash them. And the only reason why I say this is because, like I said, it's the revenge game. We got to get our... We have to get our get backs for that first round loss. Every opportunity we go against the Hawks, I don't care if it's against the G League team, the third string, the main stars, shoot, your own owner could come down and ball out with us. We want the smoke. It's lit. And everybody knows it. Everybody sees it. Yeah, Trey Young. I hope you pull up the Summer League Monday because you're going to get a preview of who's going to be locking you down. It's no more none of that. And you see how these new rules are. Hey, Trey, I hope you've been really working on your game to not be uh, trying to get some fouls to get it because it ain't going to work this year, kid. It ain't going to work at all. So I hope you I hope you want it. I hope you want it because we got defenders. And, oh, you're not getting saved by the refs this year because, bro, we all seen the Summer League. IQ ain't get saved. Duarte ain't get saved. And that was just two to name out of many. Everybody getting caught up. Getting caught up with these different uh, different rule changes. Getting it back to how you got a ball out. How the NBA used to be. And I love it. We needed it. So it's lit. But, again, Monday, 7 p.m., we're going against the Hawks. And the main matchup I want to see is McBride and Cooper. Why? Because I was stuck on which one should be a Nick for the longest. Obviously, we decided to go with McBride for the defensive impact. And, of course, because he could shoot. Now, with Cooper, he has the passing ability. Still a great point guard. Still can attack the rim. But we just didn't like the fact that he we felt like he couldn't shoot like that. And I was like, not like he couldn't shoot at all. It's just we were a little worried about the shooting. But he doesn't really bring that much defense on that on that floor. So now we really get to see what what it, what they both really about and how they're actually gonna go about this for real for real. Because if you looked at this past summer league, well not this past summer league. If you looked at current summer leagues, especially if you looked at the Hawks game. Now, in order to be a real fan of the NBA and a fan of your team, 
You can't sit there and say I'm just a Nick fan, and then you don't go watch the opponent's team. You don't. You gotta at least go watch highlights to see how these guys doing before they play a team. Because if not, me as a reporter, me as doing this podcast, how would I have anything to tell you with any actual facts on how these guys are producing if I don't go check the rivalry teams, regardless if I don't like the teams or not? So. With that being said, Cooper is shutting down that aspect of he can't shoot. You saw his game winner he hit, and he had five threes that game. Don't make no sense, man. Jalen Johnson, though, he personally looks like another version of Obi Toppin. So I can understand why we passed up on him. There's no reason to have two of those guys when we already got one of them. So like I said... The key matchup is the McBride and the Cooper thing because everybody as a Knicks fan, some were opposed to getting Cooper, some felt like we should have got Cooper. So now we really get to see how this all mesh out. Yes, it may just be summer league, but this gives us a general idea of how these matchups would match up because why these players should honestly be in rotations for both teams. With Cooper being the backup to Trey, with Jalen, I'm assuming he's going to be the backup to John Collins. Now, RN, even though we got Kimball Walker and Rose, I feel like the same way we brought in Frank to, to, to supposedly stop Trey that, that one game, that's when we'll bring in Deuce. Like, all right, Deuce, you got to go ahead and get him. Lock him down. And obviously, every game, Deuce is picking up people from 94 feet out. So, ain't no way that he's not going to pick him up. Now with Grimes, this is where things get a little crazy, right? Because in this game against the against the Hawks, Grimes should be the honest go-to guy for this. Like Grimes IQ if he can play, but Grimes and IQ should be the go-to scorers for this Hawks game. Obi, you take a little back seat, but you still be aggressive like how you did in the Cavs game. When it's time to turn up and really put in that action, you do it. So you really start turning up around like third, third, fourth quarter. Like second half, you start doing your thing, right? Sims, he should play. If he's going to play, we got the paint on lock, right? Because he's he's already showing he's he's here. He's ready to do this. So with, with all of those aspects, there should be no way we lose this last game and our summer league record at the end of the day should be four and two. That one game, that first initial game we lost against the Raptors and this one game we lost against the Pistons because we started to try to have a run too late in the game. There should be no reason we go three and three in this summer league. There should be no reason at all. But again, you cannot sit there and not think that it might happen because it could happen because why? Cooper and Jalen are balling out. There's no doubt about it. Everybody in the world knows this. They've been seeing these guys ball out since high school going into college. And now they're actually showing their bag of tricks on the like one of the main stages. Especially Cooper because we all thought the guy couldn't shoot and he's proven everybody wrong. So now it's like, bro, you telling me you could shoot this whole time? Now, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm I'm mad we didn't get him. Dude, we got McBride. At the end of the day, if we got him or Cooper, I was satisfied. I was satisfied regardless. Those are the main two people I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So we all good on that. I still got my pick. I don't know about y'all, but I got my pick regardless. You know what I'm saying? 
the only person I knew for a fact that was going to get picked automatically was Grimes because he was the first one to get the Tom stamp. Just, just, just look at it, y'all. It's going to be one of those games to where you can say it's going to be a lot of action. It's going to be a lot of transition buckets. With Obi and Jalen, I expect to see a lot of a lot of lobs thrown to him. But the key thing is that fourth quarter. I feel like this is going to be one of those games to where it goes neck and neck, just like the last three of well, the last two have been. But this one is going to really be on a yo whoever like gets the final last stretch. When I say final last stretch, whoever gets like the last winning run on offense that's the team that's gonna go out with the win this game because i feel like both teams understand the circumstances when it comes to this game this is the beginning point of what's gonna be a rivalry that's gonna be crazy through the season so in order to get these young guys in a bag for that type of level especially when you bring in the actual nba stars and not these these college kids or g league people or people that's going overseas might as well start having that that mindset now and go in ready to be a ready to think that you know what it's going to be a dog fight because it's going to be a dog fight this is the one game that i could honestly say i know we win in regardless because that's just me we always gonna win but this is a one game to where i feel like these two rookies that they did draft are going to put up and definitely put a lot of nick fans on notice like especially the organization like hey Either you did right or you probably might have slipped up, but we could eventually go get these guys later on. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to remember, just because you missed out on certain picks doesn't mean later on in the years, in the NBA years of your team, that that player won't be on this team. It's just that's just how it played out draft wise. So it's nothing. It's nothing to sit there and go crazy for, guys. It's nothing to lose your marbles for. But the game is definitely going down next not even next. It's going down this Monday. It's going down tomorrow, matter of fact. So all Sunday, this is what I want y'all to do, right? If it's not raining in the area, I want you to pick up a basketball. I want you to go work on your handles. I want you to go work on your shots. And I want you to scream, we here all day. I want you to scream Nick's tape all day. Then if it is raining, I want you to go pick up your controller, whether it's Xbox, whether it's the Switch, whether it's PlayStation. I want you to play 2K. I want you to go ahead and make sure you go to the feature where you can update your roster. Get the new team and start balling out and dominate every team. Today, we are going to stamp every Sunday as a Nick holiday. It's the Nick Sunday, so everything Nick's. I want to see y'all turn up. I want to see y'all gear. I want to see y'all memes. I want to see y'all posters. I want to see nothing but Nick-related stuff every Sunday. Make sure that when y'all do do this, y'all tag me so that way I can reshare it and show love to y'all on a page. At Nick and 30, y'all know what we do. That's at K-N-I-C-K. The letter N underscore three zero Nick and 30 man make sure y'all getting tuned on IG y'all gotta tune in every Sunday it's Nick's fandom day so turn up with me turn up with y'all tag the page so I can reshare it let's all sit there and embrace our culture because why we are here we are the Nick's tape and we are not dodging any smoke
We want war with everybody. So whoever want to sit there and rumble in the jungle, y'all could come get it from the concrete gods. This is what we do, man. For real, for real. So again, we're going to wrap this up now. Now we're going to get to the final steps. We're done here. It's been a pleasure. I'm definitely going to drop another pod after the Hawks game. I have to. It's the rivalry game. And I'm going to actually title it The Beginning of a Long Revenge. That's going to be the title of the next pod. So make sure y'all tune in. I thank y'all for listening to this one in all previous episodes. I thank y'all for helping me become 300 strong. Well, now I can say 300 plus strong on IG today. Thank y'all all for tuning in. Make sure y'all follow all podcasts under the Adventure Season Network. Now, after this time, y'all should know these pods, so I don't need to state them no more. But everything is powered by Adventure Season Network. Without the network, without the umbrella, everything couldn't run its course. So you know how that go. Again, we lit. Another announcement, like I said, just another quick reminder, just in case you forget. Hawks, Knicks, tomorrow, Monday, 7 p.m. Tune in. The revenge game is going down. Knicks, you better be 4-2 after this game for Summer League. That's all I want to hear before we get this long break of no more Knicks basketball until preseason, guys. So make sure you all you guys tune in, okay? I'm crying a little bit. I'm crying a little bit. Just just a tad bit. But it's been fun, y'all. It's your guy, Dope the Phenom, a.k.a. Trippy OG. Thank y'all for tuning in. Stay tuned for the next episode. We lit. We going down in history as we winning it all. We here. Stop playing with me, man. Y'all know the vibes.